Grace to you and peace from God, our Father and our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Our message this morning is taken from Mark's Gospel, chapter 13. Listen again to verse 13. Jesus said, All men will hate you because of me, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. So far, our text. The story is told about a frog who was worried about the future, so he paid a visit to a fortune teller. The fortune teller gazed into his crystal ball and said to the frog, you are going to meet a beautiful young woman. From the moment she sets eyes on you, she will have an insatiable desire to know all about you. She will be compelled to get close to you. You will fascinate her. Wow, the frog exclaimed. Where will this take place? At a singles club? No, replied the fortune teller. Biology class. <laughs> Throughout its history, mankind has al always been fascinated with the future, predicting it. Every culture, every society ever discovered has employed some method of trying to peek around the corner of time, pitting their hopes upon witch doctors, astrologers, necromancers, chicken bones, Ouija boards, fortune cookies, and of course everyone's favorite, the magic eight ball. Even Duluth used to have its own resident tarot card reader. Remember the sign that used to be on central entrance? Well, the sign is long gone, the property sold. I wonder if the cards predicted that. Now, in our text this morning, we discover that Jesus' disciples were interested in the future too. These country boys were visiting the big city of Jerusalem, and they're awed by the skyscraper-like palace of King Herod and, and by the magnificence of Solomon's remodeled temple. When Jesus told his right-hand men that these grand buildings wouldn't be around for much longer, it threw them for a loop. Tell us, they exclaimed, when will these things happen? Well, Peter, James, Andrew, and John would get more than they bargained for with that question. Because remember now, they weren't speaking to a reader of tea leaves or some kind of mirror, mirror on the wall or the farmer's almanac or the weatherman or a stock market analyst. No, they were conversing with the Son of God who is God and part of the Holy Trinity. They were communicating with the Lord Christ, who with the Father and the Holy Spirit created everything that is. They were speaking to the Alpha and the Omega, the creator, the designer, the ruler of all time, past, present, future. Oh, Jesus would answer their questions all right, and then some, but he just didn't tell them what was in store for a couple of buildings in Jerusalem. No, Jesus reveals to these men the future of our world. Specifically, he talks about the end of the world. And you know what? I've got a vested interest in that. 
and so do you. So let's take a closer look at what Jesus had to say. This is what Jesus reveals. He tells his friends to look for the signs which will indicate that the end of the world is near. These apocalyptic markers include the following. There will be worldwide distress. Nation will rise up against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Sounds like the news today, doesn't it? There will be false teachers, false religious leaders who will rewrite, water down, and disregard God's word altogether. What was that latest Barna poll? Only 6% of all Christians believe that the word of God is inspired and inerrant, true from cover to cover, 6%. There will be conflict between Christians and secular authorities, with Christians being handed over, arrested, and jailed, like in Afghanistan and Africa and Syria and China. Worst of all, Jesus said, even Christian families will be at odds with one another, brothers against brother, children against parents. Jesus says, all men will hate you because of me. That is not a rosy future, is it? I mean, not a prediction that makes you smile in any way. The words of Jesus are dismal, they're depressing, they're frightening to our ears, but they also hold this truth that before Jesus comes back again, before God pulls the plug on planet Earth, things will get worse, not easier, for God's people. Well, what's a Christian supposed to think about a future like that? What's a Christian supposed to do about a future like that? Please permit me to make a few suggestions. End of the world suggestion number one is this. As this world, as we know it, draws to a close, make sure to remember this. You weren't made for this place. You weren't. In Max Lakato's book entitled When God Whispers Your Name, Lakato writes the following. He says, take a fish and place him on the beach. Watch his gills gasp and his scales dry. Is he happy? No. How do you make him happy? Do you cover him with a mountain of cash? Do you get a beach chair for him and sunglasses? Do you bring him a playfish magazine and a martini? Of course not then how do you make him happy? Well, you put him back in his element. You put him back in the water. He will never be happy on the beach because he was not made for the beach. Well, guess what? You folks weren't made for this place either. You were made for paradise. You were made for heaven. You were made not to be apart from God at all. You were made to be with God forever. And so when you check out the news and you see some of the signs that Jesus foretells in our text, when it does become more difficult to follow Jesus than ever uh, before, do not be depressed. We Christians turn this inside out and upside down. Instead, be glad. Instead, rejoice, because then you know Jesus is coming to take you home where you really belong. 
end of the world suggestion number two would be this. As a Christian, when you ponder the end of this place, do this. Make sure you're not too comfortable. I can remember one of the first years that I went uh, deer hunting. My deer stand was a veritable Taj Mahal. I had hot chocolate, I had sandwiches, I had snacks, I had a portable heater, I had a blanket, I even brought a book to read. So, of course, what was I doing when a nice eight-pointer walked under my stand? Well, I was probably sleeping, and if I know me, I was snoring to beat the band. I was too comfortable, and so I missed my big chance. Don't miss your big chance at the life to come because you're too comfortable with this life. In fact, this is one of the reasons why God allows your life to become uncomfortable from time to time with hardships or troubles or, or what have you. God doesn't want you to fall asleep spiritually. He wants you to rely on him and depend upon him and believe in him so you don't miss your big chance when Jesus comes again. End of the world suggestion number three. True, the end of the world picture painted by Jesus, it's intimidating, that, that's true. But as you live out your earthly life, don't forget, you know how the story ends. You know, my son Brett and his wife Maddie they're due to have their second child like last week and they chose not to do a gender reveal so I really don't know what particular flavor grandchild number four uh, is going to be. I don't know all the details, right? But I know it's going to be great. Well, the same thing goes for you, you know, and as this world winds down, you know the ending. You know who wins. Jesus wins. You win. On that last and great day, when Jesus comes back, the dead will be raised. In fact, the cemetery will be the place to be because you're going to see all your friends again. And then the faithful will parade through those heavenly gates to live with Jesus in a place not like this one, a place where there will be no sin no pain, no broken hearts, no disappointments, no COVID, no cancer, no death, just pure joy, pure gladness, pure rest, pure laughter that will never end. You know how the game of this life ends. And you know what? That frees you to live this life and enjoy it like never before. You don't have to stress over everything anymore because the one who dies with the most toys or the most friends or the most money or the most clout does not win. You can't take that stuff with you uh, when you go. You know that your sins are forgiven. You know the heavenly victory that Jesus won and that God has already gift-wrapped for you. Your name is on it. This life is just merely practice for the life that really matters. You know how it ends. So what does the future hold 
for you? Everyone wants to know the answer to that question. Today, the Son of God gives that answer to you and to me, to all Christians. Before this world is done ticking, things will get rougher, not easier for God's people. But don't let that get you down. Don't be depressed. Don't worry yourself to a frazzle. You weren't made for this place. So don't get too comfortable in this earthly deer stand. Look at the cross so you never forget that you already know how the story ends. Amen. And the peace in Christ that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.